turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. the most cringe worthy thing that you have ever seen in your entire life i mean i know we've seen some doozies here i remember the whole uh the whole lgbt qrx tv qrs tv whatever movement trying to say that we're coming for your kids the gay community is coming for your kids that was pretty uh <laughs> that was pretty uh cringe worthy and uh, i think this might be a close second maybe first i don't know How in the ever-loving you-know-what did Dolly Parton allow them to use that? Or did they? I imagine they didn't uh, have to get permission for it, 
since they weren't selling it. However, Dolly Parton could easily get her lawyers to send a cease and desist, le- a cease and desist letter. Um, but unless they're making money off of it, they actually don't have to pay her. They can do a parody of anything as long as they're not making money. But it might be the most cringeworthy video that you will see today. Vaccines, 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 vaccines. Get your vaccine today. <laughs> Boy, they're really, you know what? Here, here's, what I'm, here's what I have to say about that video that I just showed you, that cold open video. If I was from another planet or if I had just crawled out from under a rock and I had never heard anything about COVID-19 or anything else like that, and I saw that video, I would never, ever, ever get whatever that video was promoting. That video could have been promoting hamburgers, which you could tell I obviously like. And I would not ever eat a hamburger after I saw the video. So I'm damn sure not going to get a vaccine. (laughs) Oh, because that video told me to do so. I can't imagine anybody would. I really just can't imagine anybody would. Anyway, folks, you are uh, locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, God-loving, flag-waving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, always from the live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire, unless I'm out on the road. Um, I don't know how many people already know this. I know I've, I've said it a couple times. I will not be in Arizona for Trump's rally. A lot of things got pushed around with Real America's Voice News schedule, including where the bus is. And uh, last night I had a conversation with uh, our great uh, Ben Burke woman, of course, Dave Bray USA, talking about uh, February and March for the Save America Freedom Tour. Um, so we're still working on that, folks. It's, it's, there's so many, it's, it's not just as easy as picking a spot and saying, hey, we're heading there. Um, something usually has to be going on so that we're either on our way there or on our way back, wherever that is, in order to get the biggest bang for the buck. Because getting out there on that road, on that bus, that, my friends, is very, very expensive. But anyway, thanks for watching the show today. I want to tell you that coming up in 2022, there will be uh, quite a bit of changes coming to Live from America. Number one, the website will actually improve become a little bit more user-friendly, and we're really going to work on the America Strong uh, Business Directory page to make that a little bit more uh, easy to, to comb through and, and, and filter and look at things. Uh, also going to be changing a little bit of the color scheme there, changing a few pictures. Um, but for the most part, it'll stay, you know, use, usability, it'll stay pretty much the way it is uh, right now. We're going to be adding a lot a lot of items to the online store outside of clothing as well. But definitely what I'm most excited for is the Armor of God relaunch. Um, I know that we had Armor of God with Partly Cloudy and we haven't had it since. And that's because I decided, okay, we're really going to launch an Armor of God like line. It's going to be everything, right? It's going to be kids clothes, men's clothes, women's clothes, long sleeve, short sleeve, hats, uh, pants, shoe, all of it. So, so we've really been putting a lot of effort into that because I want to get as many people strapping up with the armor of God in 2022 as possible. Uh, and of course, probably the biggest thing is that uh, all um, donors, monthly and one-time donors, will be included on this email. I will be sending out more of a public business plan. I obviously have a more uh, a more in-depth personal private business plan for the country or for the company growth in 2022 but i'm going to send a more you know a uh, public donor version just basically that uh, review reviews the the goals of 2022 and where we want to be every few months and since this is pretty much an employee owned company 
like any other employee-owned business, then I want the uh, the people that donate to the show to have a say, or at least to understand where the show is going in case there's any opposition and they can reach out and tell me. I think that's the only fair thing to do, so please let me know how you feel about that moving forward, okay? Let me give some live shout-outs here. I know we got a lot of people watching, of course, on Rumble and over on Getter, the two main now uh, live stream social media platforms and of course people are watching thousands of people watch on Roku and Firestick there will be big changes coming to Firestick and Roku as well this year a lot more shows a lot more shorts a lot more music videos and a lot more content including commercials from people on the American Strong business directory how you doing Rick good to see you Bobby how you doing Alicia Wida, hello how you doing girl good to see you Nolan Wallace Carla Reynolds is watching how are you Deb from Illinois good to see you uh, Jeremy, you coming to South Dakota? I really don't have a plan yet. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of everybody else, but I will release a plan very soon, and that will also be on the website a lot sooner than just a, a few days beforehand as we move forward. Yesterday was special ele- election for twenty congressmen, and somebody said they were really disappointed about something. I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. We've got uh, Sharon from Canada. How you doing, Sharon? I hope uh, I know things are rough up there in Canada, and so our, our prayers are with you. Uh, Lulu, Fort, La- Fort Lauderdale. How you doing? Chris from Arizona. Annie from big, wonderful Wyoming, she says. And uh, let's move over to Getter real quick. Our Getter family is growing. Everybody over there has been so kind in, in sharing and getting these videos out there so we get a bigger audience to live from America. I, I know that uh, the addition of Getter and Real America's Voice News has brought in a lot of new, new uh, newcomers. Carol from Pennsylvania. Good to see you. Heidi from OHIO. Hello. Dixie. How you doing, Dixie from Texas? DWAC stock, that must be, uh, must be way up. That is Trump's stock in Truth Social, so that must be way up. Uh, the storm in 2022, the storm is coming, says Amanda. How you doing, Amanda? Good to see you. I was just looking at some of the great items that you sent live from America on the shelf outside the studio here. Um, Nicole from PA, we got a lot to talk about with PA today. Thank you very much. Jill Glaser from Michigan, good to see you. And one more here, let's give it to... Joe Demers, this nation is living in the fake tricks. Sing a song about an immunization, good grief. I agree. I agree, brother, and welcome to the show. God bless you. If I could get 1,000 shares, folks, 1,000 shares, that's what we're looking for each show, and that is what keeps the numbers growing, and the numbers have been growing here on the show. Um, let's move our... Uh, let's move ourselves to the verse of the day today. And for all those who are not on the newsletter, I urge you to sign up for the newsletter because not only do you get encouraging words of the gospel every morning, but you also are going to get any kind of upcoming news, any kind of tour dates, any addition to the store, anything like that. You'll get uh, that firsthand knowledge of that. So you never know the path. So you trust. That's the title of this morning's newsletter. You never know the path. So you trust. And let's get into it. Verse of the day comes from Acts 1, 7, and 8. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I think this is a wonderful piece of advice, really. That's the way I look at it. Don't worry about the path you are on. If you are with God in your heart and in your soul, 
then the path that he has you on is by far, don't let anybody tell you any different, is by far the best path for you to be on. It's not for you to know the path that you're on or what is to come. It is for you to trust that you are well-equipped to deal with whatever comes while you are on that path. Now, I just want to deviate from this, uh, from this uh, post this morning and just tell you guys that the reason why you're not allowed to, the reason why you're, the, the things in front of you aren't revealed to you is because then it would compromise free will. And the one thing that we have is the choice on this earth. We have a choice. We have the chance and a choice, and you have free will. And if you were to know what was coming, then you would, uh, then you would do everything you can to avoid it or try to push it further. And so that's why things aren't revealed to you about the path. You just got to trust that you're on the right path. All you have to do every single day is wake up, pray for the breath in your lungs, carve out time to spend with him alone, talk to him like a parent or a grandparent that commands respect, ask for ways to help other people, spread the gospel that he puts on your heart, and bring joy to somebody's life. If you can do those things every single day, then I promise you, I promise you that your stress and your anxiety will leave this world and you will be well-equipped to deal with any demons that try to return with their friends because we know that's what they do. This year is going to be one to remember, and I cannot wait to see the path that God has all of us on. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Right? We don't have to know the path. We just have to trust the path. We don't have to see what's coming. We just have to, be tr- we just have to trust that whatever comes, we will be well-equipped to deal with. And God promises you that. And if God promises you that, that's the best, uh, that's the best uh, receipt you could ever get. <laughs> that is, that's, that's real right there. That's real. So let's all say the Lord's Prayer together. I know a lot of youngsters at school. I know there's a lot of people being homeschooled. And I know this is a lot of people's favorite part of the show. But to me, it really allows us to just kind of quietly focus on the cross, focus on all of the people that ask for prayers in our Live from America family which we've been able to help a few over the last few days, and I'm so grateful to God for that. And it allows us to really get centered as we start the show and give all glory to God as we do so. So please, remove your hats. If you're wearing one, let's show some respect, and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together like every day, twice a day. Actually, I say it more than that, but twice a day with you. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 10,000 Bibles. That's the goal, and it doesn't necessarily need to be 10,000 Bibles out of this specific studio, but I want the Live from America family responsible through the grace and the mercy of God to be able to get 10,000 Bibles in people's hands who are seeking the Lord. 
Now, I did not see an, um, an email come in for Freddie for an address for Freddie. Um, if one has sent, I just haven't seen it yet. I was going through some emails this morning, but I will continue to keep looking in Freddie. Just make sure that we get that address so that you can get yours. Okay. Uh, we'll be working on sending out more Bibles tonight. And before we get started, I'd like to thank the following people, Mike and Linda, Michael and Linda Dick. Thank you so very much for the, uh, the donation. God bless you. Dennis and Tatiana sled. The more you guys continue to do for my family, the more close we get. I want to say thank you. James and Bonnie Weinrich. God bless you for your, uh, your mail and your donation. Uh, Alona Reichman, thank you so much. Janine, oh, I don't know how to say your last name, uh, Janine, but it looks like uh, Janine Philibot, Filibuster, and Rita and Donald Gingrich. Thank you all so very much for your kindness and your compassion to help continue to move this show forward. And I would like to say, Jeremy, where can we buy Ivermectin from? Actually, there was a... Um, there was a, uh, a, a thread this morning on Telegram that has a bunch of different ways for you to get ivermectin in there. I think there was four different links in there for you to get cheap uh, ivermectin quick. Uh, I've been sending people to a friend of mine working with the frontline doctors, and we got Donnie C. and Scotty set up with, uh, with some ivermectin. So I'll be continuing to bring you updates on that, and we'll try to continue folks. We'll try to continue making sure that we are safe here in this Live from America family. I'd like to thank Rosa Catalano. God bless you, Rosa. Thank you so very much for the donation. And remember, folks, the Rumble Rants is what we're going to rely on to help fund having a producer here. And he starts next week, and I'm so very excited. So, all right, let's get into it. Ready to slurp? Here we go. First and foremost... Let's get ready to rumble. Here we go. Huge breaking news coming out of the great state of Pennsylvania. Hard work pays off. Congratulations to Audit the Vote PA. Congratulations to all the hard work that Doug Mastriano has put in. Congratulations to Jake Corman if he's actually genuine in what he's going to do with this ruling from this judge. Congratulations to all of you who worked so very hard to help donate and fund this audit that's coming to uh, fruition in Pennsylvania, and it's happening little by little. Little by little, I want to let you guys know that we are taking back the power from the state and federal governments and giving them back to the people where the power belongs. A full forensic audit is expected to move forward in Pennsylvania this week. Let's get right into it. A Pennsylvania court has ruled in the case uh, regarding the state Senate's investigation into the 2020 election uh, results in Pennsylvania. The, the investigation will move forward despite Rhino, Democrats, and Dominion voting machines protesting the effort. So that's, that's huge news. Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I have to be honest with you. Um, I did not think that, I thought that Pennsylvania would be the hardest out of all states. Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, would be the hardest of all states to really get some kind of traction, okay? Because every time we thought we had another win, we seemed to get punched in the stomach when we walked around the corner. But this is major news for Pennsylvania because I did not expect this judge to actually make this ruling. I thought it would be more of an uphill battle than that. Um. A Pennsylvania court declined. Now, what I'm reading you from is actually from a local far-left publication called Pittsburgh's Action News Channel 4. And there's a reason I chose to read it from here, because I don't want to continue 
to give you right wing or 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 center right uh, opinion. I want to give. I want to read to you. It's just why a lot of a lot of times I'll play cold opens that really don't make any sense to just show you how ridiculous the left is, or to show you what they're actually um, admitting. So this is from Pittsburgh's Action News Four. A Pennsylvania court declined Monday to block an entire subpoena to state election officials in what Republican state lawmakers call a forensic audit, they said, of the 2020 um, presidential election fueled by former President Donald Trump. You notice how they keep calling him former or uh, defeated? You see Biden yesterday with his 50 people watching him. The defeated president, a defeated president. Oh, I just crapped my pants. The defeated president. Calm down. Calm down. People who cheat don't win. (laughs) Anyway, but the statewide Commonwealth Court that issued the seven-page order also did not immediately greenlight the release of some information that Democratic State Attorney General Josh Shapiro challenged as being protected by privacy laws. What this is, is, is the way they're trying to spin this story is to say that everything that was subpoenaed and requested will not be turned over, so we actually win. Do you want to know what won't be turned over? People's um, social security numbers and their date of birth and any other really personal information. That's the only thing that won't be turned over. People's names and addresses will be turned over. So this is how they try to spin it to make it look like it's actually a win for them. In the unsigned order, the court state or the court said state officials did not persuade it um, that the subpoena issued in September by a Republican controlled Senate committee had no legitimate legislative purpose. The state, led by its corrupt AG and Secretary of State, are trying to stop this effort from moving forward. They attempted to ask, what was the purpose of the investigation? <laughs> ah, what a, what a, what's, a dumb, what's the purpose of this investigation? Uh, I wonder. <laughs> I, I wonder what the purpose of this investigation could actually be. Hmm. But it is really none of their business because the Senate felt compelled to have the audit performed and have no legal obligation that we know of to provide the rationale for the investigations of the state's corrupt executive groups. The subpoena had requested a 17 category, a 17 category records, much of it public, but also information that the state's attorney general's office said is protected by privacy laws, namely the partial social security numbers, the driver's license numbers of roughly 9 million registered voters and details about election systems that is barred from public disclosure by federal law. The court also declined to debate whether the subpoena was issued appropriately under internal Senate rules, saying it would leave that matter to the Senate. This is good news that I'm reading to you, by the way. If the left is crying about it, then this is good (laughs) news for us. It did not issue a hearing schedule or instructions on how it will handle the release of the information, potentially protected by privacy laws, including the partial social security numbers and driver's license numbers. Both sides declared victory. This is the crazy part. This is how dumb the left is. The left lost. They lost. They lost in court, and a full forensic audit will move forward in Pennsylvania. But both sides declared victory. The Senate's highest ranking member, President uh, pro tempore, tempore Jake Corman, a gubernatorial candidate trying to establish his pro-Trump credentials, said in a statement that the ruling, quote, upholds the General Assembly's clear legal and constitutional authority to provide oversight of our election system. He's actually 100% right there. Shapiro who was also running for governor this year, said in a statement that the court recognized there are serious questions about the vendor 
hired by the Senate Republicans, quote, to safeguard the private personal information of 9 million Pennsylvania voters. You really think we're going to spend all this time, effort, and money to get people's personal and private information as we're going to go out there and steal their identity, you bunch of morons? Like, that's the kind of questions that need to be asked in court. I don't care about I don't care about uh, the proper way you're supposed to act in a certain setting or not. Somebody needs to look over and go, oh, you really think we're doing this to get everybody's personal and private information to what? Spam them with emails and steal their identities? You loser. After attempting to sidetrack the effort in Pennsylvania, the opponents of the investigation began attacking the investigators because this is their tactic. This is what they do. The subpoena in Pennsylvania stopped short of requesting ballots and voting machines, as was done in Arizona, until Dush wrote last month to request the digital data from the election computers and hardware used in the 2020 election by Fulton County, a sparsely populated and heavily Republican county. On Monday, Dominion Voting Systems lost a bid in court to restrict any inspection of its voting machines to a laboratory that has specific credentials, which uh, Envoy Sage does not have. And to this moment right now, Dominion uh, Voting Machines is still attempting to insert itself into court challenges about states and their election laws that they have no standing to be in, not even in the same conversation. You are a vendor that we choose. You do not get to have any kind of, you do not get to assert yourself, your opinion, or any of your lawyers or any of your money into state matters. You are nothing but a hired hand. You are the hired help. Know your role, shut your mouth, sit down in the corner, and wait until we call on your corrupt butts. As of now, the full investigation in Pennsylvania is scheduled to move forward on Friday. Friday of this week. One week before James O'Keefe comes on live from America. So I think that we should be celebrating right now. We should be praising God, giving all glory to God. This is his doing. This is your hard work. And we will see where it goes. But it looks like, it looks like, while the Democrats try to get rid of the filibuster so they can federalize the elections, which won't happen. We'll talk about that a little bit today. While they try to do that, here we are in Georgia making new election laws so they can't cheat. In Arizona, new election laws so they can't cheat. You might see a possible decertification of both of those states. Wisconsin probably doing the most as, when it comes to really holding people's feet to the fire and re- um, recommending felony charges. And now you'll have Pennsylvania doing their full forensic audit. So four main states, all of those states, if they were all to decertify, President Trump would be president tomorrow. Long story short, it took us a year to get here. And it might take us another eight months. It might take us another year. I don't know. All I know is how to keep moving forward. All I know is that we need to keep moving forward and continue what we started over one year ago today. And I promise you, if we continue to do what we've been doing, we will make a big, 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 big difference. Look, we've already got over our biggest hurdle. Our biggest hurdle, we're actually getting these state legislators to even move an ounce to do this stuff. So you got to really give it to these, uh, these state legislators. They've done, um, uh, they've done a great job this last year. And I have to say, I, uh, I will continue to urge people to run for a state representative or state senate elected position because those positions have more power than anybody at a federal level. They just do. They always have. So let's fix 2020 
and let's continue to fight for what they for what we know is right as we move. One thing we're not going to stop is time. Time is going to happen regardless. We can't stop time to fix 2020. So we have to do both. We always have. I get so frustrated when I hear people say, well, don't be focusing on 2022 or 2024. We need to worry about 2020. Well, no, duh. But you can't stop time. And until you can figure out a way to do it, we're still moving ever so close to 2022. You want to be caught with your pants down again? You want to be caught with your hand in the cookie jar not knowing what to do? I don't. I want to be prepared. So you always, we, it was always a two-front fight. Always. So anyway, big shout out to Pennsylvania and to everybody who did wonderful work in order to make this happen. Shout out to you. Okay. I want to show you a video from PragerU. I love PragerU. I think they're great. Uh, I want to show you this video from PragerU that really kind of in, in, in about a minute, not even like maybe 40 seconds, explains to you the number, uh, the three ways, the three main ways that they cheat in the elections. Now, this has nothing to do with COVID-19, but during COVID-19, they used COVID-19 to cheat in, in many ways. But these three ways that PragerU is about to show you in this video, these are the three main ways that we need to stop the cheating. And we stop this, we stop stealing an election. We stop this, we stop stealing an election. Check this out. Bloated voter rolls, ballot harvesting, voting by non-citizens. These are just three ways in which the left creates a clear advantage for itself on election day. The major media will tell you that corrupt voting practices either don't exist or are so minor they don't matter. But to believe that, you have to believe two things. That voter registration rolls are accurate and secure from fraudulent registrations. And that no one is trying to manipulate the results for political purposes. Those are two very big leaps. Maybe you want to make those leaps because you like the results they produce. But if you care about free and fair elections, no matter which party you belong to, you need to pay attention. Or pretty soon, free and fair elections will be a quaint relic of the past. Now what I want to do is I want to go back to the beginning of that video real quick for you. Because in case you missed it, in case you missed the three things because it happened right in the beginning, right in the very beginning of the video. Bloated voting rolls ballot harvesting, and voting by non-citizens, which is happening in New York and in Vermont right now. Bloated voter rolls, which is why we make, that's the Secretary of State's job. The Secretary of State's main job is to make sure that the people that are voting in that state are people that live in that state and have a right to vote. And it's their job to clean up the voting rolls. And when they don't clean up the voting rolls, and you have people that have been on there since 1900 or 1850 that are clearly not alive, or people that are non-citizens and are voting for some reason, then you're supposed to purge those voting rolls so that you can't have, so there's no room for cheating. So they can't assign 40,000 uh, 40, ballots because they're down by 36,000 to people that aren't alive anymore. Bloated voter rolls, probably one of the biggest problems that we have in this country. Number two, ballot harvesting. We're starting to get, to, uh, we're starting to get just the tip of the iceberg of how bad ballot harvesting actually is and how bad how easy it is to cheat when you ballot harvest and the other one is voting by non-citizen let's talk about that for a minute because in new york city right now maybe a million non-league a million illegal aliens will be able to vote in the city election in vermont they're trying to pass legislation right now so that illegals can vote statewide and i think they are i think they're already moving it forward Now, the RNC 
I can't stand the RNC, but the RNC is doing something right here. They have filed a lawsuit and they are suing the state of New York City because it's a plain and simple common sense cut and dry court case. You have to be a legal citizen to vote in our elections. That is one of the perks of being born in America is that you get to vote your God-given right to vote protected by the Constitution. So the RNC is right to sue the city of New York City because, who, look, if you have a million illegal voters, who do you think those a million illegal voters are going to vote for when you're promising amnesty, when you're promising their families can come over here, when you're promising them a guaranteed monthly income, when you're promising them an education for free on the taxpayer di- on the taxpayer's back? When you're promising them all this stuff, who do you think they're going to vote for? You think they're going to vote for the guy or the gal that says, we need to send all these illegals back? So it's immediately giving an unfair advantage, and it's illegal. It's an illegal unfair advantage. It's not just a, hey, that person can't do that. No, it's an illegal unfair advantage. And it's not like these people are stupid. This is the hope and change and fundamental change that Barack Hussein Obama promised in 2008 and 2012. Their plans were just thwarted by Donald Trump coming out of nowhere and kicking the ever-loving snot, kicking the emails out of Hillary. All they did was take a little four-year vacation, folks. Then they stole the election and they're back on track. But don't you think it's funny? Next time you're having a conversation with a lefty, next time you're having a conversation with somebody who calls himself a Democrat or a liberal or a progressive, or you can clearly see that way because they have pink hair, half of it's cut like a boy, half of it's cut like a girl. They don't go by her or him. They go by they or them. Next time you're having a conversation with these people, go, you know, it's funny. Do you think that um, foreign countries interfered in our election to get Donald J. Trump elected in 2016? Well, you're damn right. You're damn right that happened. Of course, foreign, uh, foreign countries were involved in interfering in our election. So you think that's wrong? Yes. Then how are you letting one million foreign illegal aliens interfere in our election by voting in New York City? Isn't that interfering in our election? Isn't that a foreign entity interfering in our elections? They don't have the right to vote. They're not even supposed to be here. Legally, whoever allowed them to come here and ship them to whatever state that they're in is guilty of a felony themselves. So I would ask that question to your liberal and progressive friends. Put them in a corner. Do not let them know what you're going to end with the punchline. Just say, do you think that a foreign, uh, foreign um, governments or foreign countries or people that are not from the United States interfered in our 2016 election? And do you think that they helped Donald Trump get elected? If they say yes, ask them if, you think, if they think that is wrong. And if they say yes, then say, then how come a million people that are here illegally that are not documented to be here and not allowed to be here, are they interfering in our elections if they vote? And I guarantee you they'll go, no, that's different. They made their way here. It was a hard journey to get here. Oh, so it's, it, so if it's difficult for me to get to a crime, to commit the crime, then the crime is just expunged? What if I had to walk through the desert and walk uphill both ways while it was snowing to get to the parking lot where I was to steal the car. Is the crime of stealing the car automatically just waived because I had a hard time getting there? You see, all you got to do is talk to these people like four-year-olds and, to make, and you make them look stupid. You make them look absolutely stupid. Let's move to January 6th and the FBI because uh, 
Ted Cruz made some serious, uh, <laughs> he made a ser- some serious waves on the internet last night. We showed it last night here on Live from America as well. Um, by, you know, trying to redeem himself from the January 6th people were a bunch of domestic terrorists. He didn't want it. He, he didn't want that sticking to him. He didn't, uh, he wanted to get rid of that as soon as possible. So what did he do? Well, he did an old politician move. He took uh, some information that he knew that you did not, or that he had proof of that you did not, I, I should say, because you, you, we already know. And he went on the offense last night, holding Agent Karen from the FBI accountable and basically getting her to admit that Ray Epps and others are feds. I can't answer that question. I can't answer that question. I can't answer that question. So Ted Cruz made those waves yesterday. Well, what happened in the wake of that? Well, little tiny Adam Kinzinger came out and started mocking Ted Cruz for saying the things that he said yesterday. Saying that they're all unsubstantiated claims and basically calling Ted Cruz a conspiracy theorist for saying the things that he said. Turncoat Republican congressman, congresswoman, should say. Uh, No offense to women out there. Adam Kinzinger, one of the only two Republicans on the committee, both he and the yellow Teletubby, were appointed by Democrat Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi mocked Cruz over the committee's statement saying, quote, one more Ted Cruz conspiracy down. Ray Epps has cooperated and is nothing but a January 6th protest attendee in his own words. Sorry, crazies, he says. It ain't true. That's what Adam Kinzinger said. Sorry, crazies. It ain't true. First of all, let's break that down. Who's he talking to? Who is dumb, dumb Adam Kinzinger talking to when he says, sorry, crazies? First of all, we need to give Adam Kinzinger the dumb, dumb award of the day. Because, because again, who is he talking to when he says, sorry, crazies? Because everybody he's talking to is a Republican. He's a Republican. Let's you know that he has completely made his move to the dark side and does not, does not intend to run in the future as a Republican. Because he's calling everybody who believes what Ted Cruz said, which is the 100% God's honest uh, truth. Sorry, crazies, he says. It ain't true. Then he went on to say a whole bunch of other stuff that I think is going to come back to harm him in the end. I think it's going to come back and hurt him. The statements that he made in this thread. So I'm going to read you some of his tweets here. And then we're going to break them down. He says, He is on video the day before January 6th saying we're going into the Capitol. The sum in the crowd chanted fed, fed, fed. Why? Who knows? Maybe they knew he was videoed talking about breaking into the Capitol the day before it was supposed to happen and wanted to create distance. Regardless, he says, he was put on the FBI wanted list and then he was removed. Because of all that, the conspiracy that he was an FBI agent has been gospel on the blogs and shows side notes. This is why we have to address conspiracies, not ignore them, he says. Then he went on to say he did not enter the Capitol on January 6th and was removed from the most wanted list because apparently he broke no laws. I'm pretty sure the FBI wouldn't be dumb enough, he says, to put their own agent on an FBI wanted list. Ray Epps has cooperated with the January 6th committee, and we thank him. So let's break this down and hold Adam Kinzinger's little tiny baby feet to the fire, the little action figure that he is.
Number one, he just admitted that they've had contact with Ray Epps. Everybody says, we don't know who Ray Epps is. I don't know who Ray Epps is. Can't comment on that. Can't talk about that. Don't know where he is. Don't know who he is. Have not talked to him. He says in his, in his thread, Ray Epps has cooperated with the January 6th committee, and we thank him. Well, there you go. Number one, they know. We know that Ray Epps has been cooperating with the January 6th committee. That's odd. Because if somebody was exonerated and was then thrown off the FBI list, like I was, then there's no reason to talk to the January 6th committee. I've not talked to the January 6th committee. How come I, not, how come I have not had the opportunity to talk to the January 6th committee? Maybe I will. Who knows? Because I'm not working with the FBI. But I thought that was kind of odd that he said Ray Epps has cooperated with the January 6th committee and we thank him. Like I said, if somebody was on the FBI list to reach out to about January 6th and then they were taken off as I was, then there's no reason for further conversation or dialogue between that person and the January 6th unselect committee because the FBI is the in-between, right? Okay, that's number one. Number two, he says, why would the FBI put somebody dumb enough to put somebody on their own list and then take him off? Well, the same reason that you said in your uh, statement uh, a little bit ago when I read up there, maybe the people were just trying to say fed, fed, fed so they could create distance from themselves and Ray Epps and what they really wanted to do because it was caught on camera. Well, then I will apply that same kind of logic to the dumb stuff that you said. I would say that the FBI did exactly that. They put him on the FBI wanted list so that he looked, right, because he's a fed. And when you're undercover, little Adam action figure Kinzinger, when you're undercover, you have to actually blend in, talk like, look like, plan like, and be treated like, from your consequences of your actions, a January 6th terrorist. So, if he really is a Fed, then wouldn't it be more likely that he would be put on the list, said that they talked to him, and then off the list? But I think the most telling thing in this entire rant from little action figure Adam Kinzinger is what he says when he says he broke no laws. He broke no laws. Okay. What about all the people on January 6th who were arrested and put in jail without bail who were just on the steps of the Capitol? Because Adam Kinzinger made it very clear in what he said. He said he was on video the day before January 6th saying, we're going into the Capitol. And then Adam Kinzinger said that he broke no laws because he did not enter the Capitol. So now the January 6th committee thinks that it's fine. They have set the bar. They have set the precedent that it's fine to encourage and to organize and to direct people to go inside the Capitol as long as they don't physically go in themselves. So organizing the plan, promoting the plan, recruiting for the plan, laying the plan all out like the FBI agents did in Michigan with the failed fake attempt to kidnap Governor Whitmer, and then that's all okay. That's just fine. The FBI came and saw me. They knew that I wasn't in that building. They would just came and saw me because I was outside and I demanded a crowd and people were videotaping me saying we need to take our country back from these disgusting swamp donkey creatures that are in this building. Well, they came and saw me and I didn't organize a damn thing. But Ray Epps, 
Oh, that's a different story. So I think Adam Kinziger decided he was going to run his little action figure mouth a little bit. Uh, I think he wrote a check. His mouth wrote a check that his butt can't cash. Let's put it that way. Because all of this is going to come back on that January 6th committee. And I see one of two things happening. Adam Kinzinger just put their entire committee in jeopardy or they remove him and put somebody else on because he screwed them up badly with those three things that I just said. Now, let's stay with the FBI for a minute because the FBI has been doing some shady stuff for a very, very long time. They are a disgusting group of people and they've been corrupt for a very long time because this year, ladies and gentlemen, this year right now marks the sixth anniversary of the murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich by unknown assailants on July 14th, 2016. If you all remember that, Seth Rich, that name sound familiar? For more than four years, the FBI insisted that it was never involved actively in the investigation of Seth Rich's murder and that it never even opened a case. That lie was exposed on December of 2020 thanks to um, the legal work of Ty Clevenger when the FBI conceded the FBI has completed the initial search identifying approximately 50 cross-reference serials with attachments totaling over 20,000 pages in which Seth Rich is mentioned. The FBI has also located leads that indicate additional potential records that require further searching. The FBI is also currently working on getting the files from Seth Rich's personal computer into a format to be reviewed. As you can imagine, there are thousands of files of many types. The goal right now is to describe generally the types of files, personal information contained in this computer. Now, this was a stunning admission and raises critical questions that are still unanswered. Why did the FBI open a case on a murder of a DNC staffer that was not a federal crime? Again, why did the FBI go to that Planned Parenthood that burned down when it wasn't a federal, um, uh, anything to do with federal? So why were they investigating the murder of Seth Seth Rich if it wasn't a federal crime? Maybe because they wanted to control the narrative? That's what I think. And if Seth Rich really was the victim of a street robbery and a mugging gone wrong, then there's no reason for the FBI to get involved. And more telling, why did the FBI's counterintelligence division, Peter Strzok, get involved? This was in 2016 that this happened, and in 2020, uh, 2020, all of the stuff the FBI said that they did not do, we found out that they actually did, talking about the investigation of Seth Rich. Three years ago, I wrote a song. Three years ago, I wrote a song called Drain the Swamp. And in that song, three years ago, I actually talk about the FBI being corrupt. I talk about Peter Strzok being corrupt, Adam uh, or, um, um, uh, McCabe being corrupt, Obama, Nancy Pelosi, all of them being corrupt. I talk about the murder of Seth Rich in that song that I wrote over three years ago. Let's go ahead and play the portion of that song just so that we can remember what it sounds like. Let's talk about the fact that Obamacare was illegal. Facts. Let's talk about the fact that they try to take all our freedom. Facts. Let's talk about the NSA and all we know they see. And then let's talk about Seth Rich and why we never see him. Oh. What about collusion with all the fake news? Okay. What about the FBI? They all in on it too. Say what? Warren's not an Indian and Bernie's not a Jew. Oh. And neither are American and that I promise you. See to make a dossier to try to stop the president and everything we say. 
time to lock them up, Trump. Three Over three years ago, matter of fact, three years and a few months ago, I wrote that song, Drain the Swamp, talking about everything that we're finding out today. How did I know that? Same reason you all know it, because we have common sense, we understand truth when we hear it, we understand lies when we hear it, and for years now I have been working through music and through this show and through backyard rants and screaming at the, at, at the phone, screaming in rallies, performing at rallies, trying to rally everybody up. I have been trying to expose this crap for years, and it's a wonder I'm still alive. Drain the swamp, lock them up. James Comey, Peter Strzok, Hillary Clinton, that's not enough because the deep state is running rampant and it's time to lock them up, Trump. And let's talk about Seth Rich and why we never see him. Oh! Meanwhile, the January 6th political prisoners are being held without bail and abused to the point where federal marshals have actually filed a complaint because they found human right violations and the people that belong to Antifa and BLM are still out there today who burned, looted, and murdered BLM. And now we're just getting news that an Antifa terrorist who was caught with bombs is getting a bail. But yet the J6 political prisoners who had no weapons, who did no harm to anybody, are rotting in a D.C. gulag. Antifa terrorist with bomb gets bond while January 6 political prisoners uh, languish in jail with no bail and no bond and no equal justice. An Antifa man with a bomb was arrested this past Saturday, or this past January 6th, I should say, on January 6th, he was arrested with a bomb. Let me uh, bring this. Let me show you the uh, the story so you can read it along with me. Here we go. He was arrested in Florida. The suspect named Garrett James Smith. He looks like an Antifa mo- uh, member, doesn't he? And by the way, I have footage that YouTube and everywhere else has dumped and scratched and and wiped off the internet of January sixth, where you've seen a bunch of people looking just like this guy. Were the ones organizing everything. They were the ones organizing everything. Okay, look at him. He looks like an Antifa member. Garrett James Smith was seen running away before he was apprehended by police and caught with a backpack containing a pipe bomb, a gas mask, pepper spray, smoke rockets, and flammable rags. He also carried a direct action checklist. Smith was to counter-protest a rally organized by Trump supporters outside Pinellas County Jail to demand the release of the political prisoner Jeremy Brown, who remains in jail with no bail in Florida. Brown is decorated as a decorated United States Army Special Forces soldier. Look at this loser. Look at him. According to local sheriff Bob Galtieri, uh, officers chased Smith, who, quote, stuck out, dressed in all black, including a ski mask. This is how dumb these people are. When he suddenly sprinted away from the rally. According to uh, Gualtieri, officers found a homemade pipe bomb in his backpack, which, quote, had potential to be very harmful, the sheriff warned. Also, quote, it could have been very destructive and he could have hurt a lot of people. Gualtieri said, adding that, he was certain Smith was prepared to set off the bomb before 
he was spooked and actually fled the scene. Authorities searched Smith's home and found another pipe bomb, hand grenade style explosives, nails and duct tape. Smith also wore a helmet showcasing the iron front emblem, three red arrows in a circle. This logo is used by Antifa groups. And then, look at this. Look at this. This is his checklist. It looks like my four-year-old daughter wrote this. Look at this. There's his checklist. His armor, his gear, and his tips to keep gear concealed. (laughs) But the bad news is, I know it's funny because these people are actually just beta males sitting in their parents' basement smelling their fingers after they scratched their butt. Smith is being held on a $300,000 bond. He was charged with three counts of possession or discharge of a destructive device and one count of loitering and prowling. Contrast this with the treatment of the January 6th political prisoners who continue to suffer in prison with no bail on 22-hour-a-day lockdown. Many many of the accused of nonviolent crimes like loitering and disorderly conduct. Do we or do we not have a two-tier justice system, ladies and gentlemen? Do we or do we not have a two-tier justice system? Now, let's move away from January 6th and all of that, and let's go to the news of the NCAA. Now, you all know who the NCAA is. They're the organization that oversee college sports. And the NCAA has just come out with a major, major announcement. And this is a huge punch, a huge kick in the gut to the narrative from Tony the Ratface Fauci and the CDC. The NCAA on Thursday released its new COVID-19 guidance for winter sports. And the guidance contains some very important news. It says that fully vaccinated individuals now include those with two months of re- within two months of receiving the Johnson & Johnson, within five months of receiving the Pfizer vaccine, or within six months of receiving the, uh, the Moderna vaccine. But here's the big news, the biggest development of all, and this is not going to be talked about at all. This is not going to be talked about at all on mainstream media because they do not want you to know that these lar- large organizations are not falling in line. Individuals within 90 days of a documented COVID-19 infection fall within the equivalent of fully vaccinated. Let me say that again. The NCAA, with all of their doctors and all of their power and all of their money and all of their connections to people who actually study science and medicine and physicians and other doctors have decided that if you have been Uh, If you have caught COVID within the last 90 days, then you are considered fully vaccinated. This is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. Now, based on uh, the Harvard Medical School professor Martin Koldroff, this is based on the solid evidence from the Israeli study The COVID recovered have stronger and longer lasting immunity against the COVID disease than the vaccinated saying, quote, hence, there is no reason to prevent them from activities that they are that are permitted to the vaccinated because they have stronger protection. 
Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? And can we share the video one more time for all those who are not seeing this? This is major, huge news, and this is a major kick in the gut to Tony Fauci and the entire CDC and the entire WHO and the entire Biden administration that's illegitimate and craps its pants. Everybody in the world needs to understand that their doctors, their physicians, and their experts say that if you have had COVID in the last 90 days, you have a stronger protection against the virus than the vaccinated. Hello and hallelujah. Vindicated once again, ladies and gentlemen. Vindicated once again. Let the whole world know. Let the whole world know. Big news coming from the NCAA. Something that my wife said in the very beginning of 2020. Everybody needs to just catch this and let it run its course. My wife said that, I believe, in January or February of 2020. They need to just let this run its course. It's a virus. And she's a mom. And she's smarter than Tony the Rat Face Fauci. And unfortunately, so many people, instead of actually, you know, catching it and getting over it, got so scared because of the fear porn on the mainstream media that they ran out and got this vaccine. And unfortunately, every single week, if not every day, I'm reporting about another person who's died from the vaccine. And I'll do it again today. And I'll do it every day as long as there is one, because I'll be the only one doing it. Double vaccinated 18-year-old Brazilian model dies after developing blood clots due to COVID complications. An 18-year-old Brazilian model died on Sunday reportedly due to COVID-19 complications, but after receiving two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Valentina Boscardin was diagnosed with COVID-19 and was hospitalized at Sao Paulo. On Thursday, her condition worsened and she developed thrombosis, a formation of a blood clot, according to the reports. Other media, as well as friends, added pneumonia as another factor of her death. She had no comorbidities. Valentina was healthy. She was 18 and had taken both doses of the vaccine, Pfizer. She was part of the Ford Brazil Sao Paulo agency, which confirmed her death says news outlet Estado. It was confirmed that the young model was vaccinated with two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, according to an Instagram post from journalist Felipe Campos, who was close to the family. 18 years old, died of blood clots. Oh, that's not the vaccine. Oh, no, she was... She had no problems. It had to have been the deadly COVID virus. Now, here's the other hypocritical, bass, backwards thing that they're saying in the news. They're saying that right now, 85% of the population that are um, infected with COVID-19 are infected with the Omicron variant, which means that the good news and the silver lining in that statement saying that 85% of the people that are infected with COVID right now are infected with the Omicron variant, which how they're, understand, how they're getting that, I don't know. I didn't know there was a way to test for each variant. However, if they're saying that, then the good news is that the Delta variant, which is the far more deadly than the original COVID vi- uh, virus and the Omicron, is gone. And that should be worth celebrating. But the news will not tell you that stuff. They'll only tell you about the glass half empty. They won't tell you about the glass half full. 
I recommend that if you've taken both shots, I highly recommend that I'm not going to tell you not to go take the booster. I'm not a doctor. That's not my job. But my job is to tell you and to inform you that the people who are best and most informed make the best decisions. So I highly suggest that you reach out to a doctor or a physician about you personally, because one size does not fit all, and consult with as many people as you possibly can and come to a a rational decision on whether you want to get that booster or not. I myself would be very, very scared of the booster, even if I had taken both shots. Now, I saw this story the other day, and I wanted to give it some airtime, especially since where I live, we see sub-freezing temperatures all the time. And I always see kids standing outside by the schools and wondering, what the hell are they doing? Let these kids inside. It's negative, you know, it's negative zero. But these kids that I'm about to show you and what you're about to see next might make you a little upset, okay? Virginia Elementary School teacher holds outside class outdoors in sub-freezing weather. A teacher at an elementary school in D.C. suburb of Northern Virginia was seen on video holding class outdoors in sub-freezing weather Tuesday, according to a post by a parent group. COVID fears have led schools around the country to make children take classes or eat lunch outdoors in cold weather. Now, there's an update to this, which is a response from the school, but let me read you the story first. A photo and a video each show a teacher reading to students bundled up against 24-degree weather who were all sitting on the sidewalk between piles of snow in front of the Wayne Wood Elementary School, located a few miles south of Alexandria in the Fort Hunt area of Fairfax County. The Fairfax County Parents Association, which describes itself as a nonpartisan group representing thousands of Fairfax County parents prioritizing children over politics in public education. They posted this. Well, it's well below freezing here in Fairfax County, yet young children are having story time on the cold concrete outside. This is the result of poor leadership and confusing guidance to the teachers. Get these little ones inside now. Video of the elementary school kids sitting in 24 degrees weather uh, was posted, and they, they say what was posted. This is Virginia, where kids don't routinely wear down, a, a wear down and wool, said the news station. And it actually, uh, when, they, when they tweeted it out, it showed the picture of the kids sitting outside, and then it showed the temperature right next to them. Now, I'm going to uh, bring the video up here on a screen. It's not going to be fit perfectly here because I uh, didn't have time to fit it, but here you go. Check this out. She is reading a story to all these kids sitting outside in hats and coats and gloves. It is 24 degrees outside, 24 degrees. This is absolutely unacceptable, unacceptable. So when the school was reached out to for comment, the update was that they were giving them mask and snack break and they have to give them mask breaks outside. So they bundled them up and said, come on, kids, let's go outside for our mask break, and we'll have snack out there as well. And while we're out there, we'll kill three birds with one stone, and we'll actually have class out there while you're having your mask and your snack break, which sounds a little bit better than saying we just you know, took kids outside to teach them because it's safer outside even though they're masked up outside. 
Sounds a little bit better. But the whole reason the kids are outside in 24-degree weather listening to a stupid story from a stupid teacher while they eat and freeze is because they have to have mask breaks, because they have to wear masks for seven hours a day inside, and it has become such a normal for them that you ask any kid, I don't care if it's your kid or a grandkid, ask 10 kids if it bothers them to wear a mask anymore, and they say, no, I don't even notice it. Nope, don't even notice it. What do you mean you don't notice it? Well, I've just had it on for so long now, I don't even notice it. I've talked to 100 kids who've told me that. And that's the problem. That right there is the problem, and kids don't even know that that's the problem. They think this is what they're supposed to do. Because the people that they trust to protect them, teach them, and guide them through their early stages of their lives are telling them, you have to wear this mask. It keeps you and me safe. No, they say. Doesn't bother me at all. One more story here, and then we'll end with a really funny video. You ready for this? I see a lot of people said frozen. Something's frozen. Are we frozen? Are we frozen on Getter? I don't think we're frozen on Getter. Oh, no, we're still going hard on Getter. So I don't know what's going on on, 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 on Rumble, but let's finish this up. Uh, Dems filibuster. It looks like it's starting to come through, folks, so just uh, don't worry. Let's try to refresh the video on Rumble, and uh, hopefully it'll come through for you. Look, I, It worked for me, okay? All right, here we go. Democrat filibuster problems are worse than they originally thought, folks, trying to get rid of the filibuster to pass through H.R. 1 so they can possibly steal the election because they know they're not going to do it uh, state by state anymore. Democrat filibuster problems are far worse than they thought because it's not only Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema who are not in um, favor of killing the filibuster. Now Mark Kelly from Arizona says that he's undecided. John Tester says that he's not crazy about the idea. And our own loser senator right here in New Hampshire, Senator Gene Shaheen, says that she might be up for something, but it would have to be modest changes. So here's our homework, folks. And I'll talk about this a little later and tomorrow as well. Here's our homework moving forward, okay? We need to get a hold of Mark Kelly, John Tester, and Gene Shaheen. And we need to encourage them the same way we did Senator Joe Manchin and the same way we did Senator Kirsten Sinema. Did it work? I don't know. Did it help? I don't know. What I do know is... They're still holding strong and saying there's no way they're getting rid of the filibuster. We, this, there's, we have two, two things we need to have happen here. Number one, we need to kill the filibuster, uh, destruction of the filibuster in its crib, just like we did broke back Biden. Okay. Number two, we need to get our, you know, what's off the couch and get out and vote in November, no matter what, so that we can overcome any of the cheating that they might try to do, even though there won't be enough to actually win. We need to overwhelm those voting booths with votes. If you've never voted before, this is your year to register or kiss everything goodbye. This is your year to register if you've never voted before or kiss everything goodbye. If we kill the filibuster destruction in its crib and we win in November, then the entire thing that you saw over this last couple of years will just be a thing of the past, a relic of the past. We will destroy every single thing they've ever tried to do and we will win 80 seats for 80 years. Again, John Tester, Mark Kelly, and Gene Shaheen. We're going to call and encourage them. Don't wait for me 
to lead you to do it, reach out and start calling them today. Now, I want to end with a very, very funny video. I know you're going to get a kick out of it. If you guys remember back in my old studio, I did a bit for you, which was an NPR bit. And I pretended that my name was Sven. And I played elevator music while I pretended to broadcast from NPR. I thought it was one of the funnier videos that I've ever done. I still look back on it today and laugh. (laughs) So today, I am going to play you another Great Conservatives video. (laughs) Where he's making fun of NPR, pretending to be an NPR broadcaster. And I got to tell you, he does a far better job at it than I do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, NPR News. Good morning and welcome to NPR. A quick trigger warning. If you're a human with emotions, you may want to avoid this program. Today on the show, we talk about racism again. We interview Robin D'Angelo, a white woman who makes $50,000 a pop telling massive corporations over Zoom that their white employees are We then ask you, the listener, are you racist? If you say yes, you obviously are. If you say no, you're in denial, which means you obviously are. You then get even more defensive because you truly claim to not be racist so that when we accuse you of being racist over and over, that's really annoying and kind of crazy. But the more defensive you get, the more we call you racist. The more we call you racist, the more defensive you get. Until you're so infuriated from being called racist based on just the color of your skin, which is actually the definition of racism, that believe it or not, you may over time become a little racist making us right all along. And just a reminder, this is a publicly funded show, so all of you racists are actually paying for it. Coming up, should your animals be vaxxed and how does that relate to the patriarchy? We'll be right back. Racist. Good morning and welcome to... (laughs) We'll be right back. Racist. (laughs) I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. When I saw that, I'm not going to lie, that's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and give him the Smarty Award of the Day here on Live from America. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? Oh, you got to laugh sometimes, folks. You got to laugh sometimes. You know what I mean? It's their only course of, uh, <laughs> it's the only course of sanity these days. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. As always, you know, it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for the, uh, for the donations. Thank you for the rumble rants. Every little bit is going to go to grow this show. I know you've trusted me this far. Continue to keep trusting me. If you're not a monthly donor, that is a very important thing for me to budget. So please consider going to JeremyHarrell.com, becoming a monthly donor. Definitely sign up for the newsletter. And if you need Bibles or have extra Bibles, you know what to do. Let's get the gospel out in everybody's hand, okay? Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one, Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tonight, 5 p.m. for more Live from America. God bless you guys and have a wonderful, wonderful day. See you later.